Hello, ladies and gentlemen, to episode 75 of the Archaeologist Podcast, a show where we discuss everything and anything that has to do with Ark Survival Evolved. I'm your host, Sean D. Knight, and with me are a number of players that are here to offer their insights and opinions on the latest topics, strategies, and upcoming features or patches. As I call out our participants for tonight, say hello to the listeners and how many hours you have in Ark. Rico! My Steam's still booting, I can't check the number, but it's probably like around 5,000 right now. Oof. Or 4,500, I mean, 4,500. Okay, okay. I, I haven't had much time to play this week, unfortunately. Ah, uh, real life. It's a... <laughs> and leg day. <laughs> nice. Uh, let's see. Uh, I'm up to 3,491 this week. So I put a few in. And a few. We've been a little busy as well. Mm-hmm. <laughs> well, guys, we've got some meaty topics this week. I'm talking more meat than a raptor can rip off of a Fiomia. Uh, nice. This week's main topic is going to be offense versus defense, where we'll talk be talking about whether or not it is balanced or will be balanced with the upcoming changes. But I think we're going to have a couple of other main topics with the silencer change not coming to official servers, and the out of the blue eight plus gigabyte update that like they still downloading right now. Yeah, you know, and to be... I just was told by my computer that I need another sixty two gigabytes of space to install. Ooh, oh yeah, man. I hope that's not true for me. I don't have that. And this update is for supposed to be for an unexplained exploit that has been around since 2015. What it is? Well, we'll try to figure it out. To fix an exploit. I know. Uh-huh. That's like replacing the netcode. <laughs> oh, maybe they updated yeah, the mesh. It's possible. But before we get to all of that, let's hit up the YouTube comments. Last week's listener question was, which Dino TLC change are you excited for the most? Drake Banders had an, an answer saying, this is in regards to the listener question, but my one, but one of the things I'm looking forward to is in the Dino TLC pass next to abilities is saddles. I do think that a lot of the legacy saddles need some additional polish, especially since the Argent is going to get a smithy saddle. Here's hoping for a mobile forge saddle for the Anki. I like that. Yeah, I mean, remember we forge talked a little saddle. bit. To process the metal in the Anki. <laughs> <laughs> Well, turrets, too. I'd like to see turrets. Turret saddles. Turret saddles. I'm still waiting for the rocket pods for the trike. That's what I'm saying. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, I'd love to see some new saddle designs, or at least the saddles get a little bit of an update as well. They're looking a little worse for wear. And can, can I be honest? So, those um, saddle skins we get for playing the game or unlocking, are have any of them actually looked good i think the i like the tech ones well okay so not the the giga skins and all but the saddle skins not the dino skins oh that's a good point because those no. are obviously besides awesome. you don't even get most of the cyber skins for the uh dinosaurs yeah uh but you know the parasaur parasaur we got as a found in back in early access we've got AKA a ravager yep We've got a Ravager skin saddle, and neither of them are impressive looking, at least to me. I kind of like the Ravager one. I, I put it on the blueprint I made, because uh, I can... Uh, horribly cheap exploit, thanks to one of, uh, all of my, uh, my mods that I, that I figured out. I can, I can just unlo- uh, manufacture as many uh, skins as I want for free by putting them onto an item, then blueprinting it. This mm-hmm. happens to include skins like the zipline harness and, and the wing pack. Yeah. Oh, there's another micro tra- possible microtransaction for wild cards. Saddle skins. Cool ones. Nice Take ones. my money. <laughs> so, uh, Kibanika Wolfboy says, 
the RG has is the has getting the most change needed because honestly they are faithful and most great the most most faithful and most grateful mounts of arc as well as the spinal getting a bit of love as well honest it was needed i love the spinal when a guy basically was poofing on poofing took the best amount of dinos and the spinal was one of them it carried me through most of my month playing this till bears came in and showed me how wrong it was after facing an alpha carno and my stamina was nearly drained so he's i want to know about the why the bears spinal. are no longer going to be a short face bear yeah. that's my question I mean, I don't, I don't have any objection to it. I love the way it looks, but why does it suddenly have a snout? Maybe they are racist against those bears. Well, I mean, I suppose the short-faced bears—they are they, those were uh, native to what is now California, right? Mm, suppose I you'd want to remove things from that state. <laughs> 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 yeah, leg day. Yeah, <laughs> I don't disagree. <laughs> uh, Next generation gaming says. I found that metal you mentioned. Thanks. I'm loving the wingsuit I made with it. As for the Ravagers, dealing with them isn't the problem. It's the fact that I'm currently in a one by 2 box, and one of them spawned literally inside of it. I had to break the walls just to get it out. Was not happy. Yikes. Man, that's just like the... Oh, what was it? Not the Carnos. The, um, the Allosaurus. The Allosaurus. Yeah, we got the new Allosaur. <laughs> Indeed. And then uh, Drake Bander says... Thanks for ask, answering my question from last week. Here's some uh, here's an observation I had recently on aberration. Devs maybe be maybe been putting through ghost patches or something along these lines. And he just said, recently just did the water cave on aberration. And before I mentioned how lampreys give no foreseeable disease, seems I was either incorrect or one of the many patches added this in. Seems like lampreys, in addition to providing protection from radiation and giving off charge light. Cave lampreys seem to give a disease which permanently caps your stats by a certain amount, which in increases the more lampreys attached to you. The effect lasts for 600 seconds and also wears down the user's stamina, water, and food by a significant portion. Oh, I picked up that disease from a lamprey in the, in the bioloom, so... No, it wasn't in the bioloom, it was in the element river. Uh, it was in the element vault the first time I was hunting a queen. So it, it might be only there, they have to be in a certain area. Yep. I've Certainly never gotten possible. a lamprey in the bioloom to to think of it. I've seen one try and get at me, but I was I was too quick for it. Yeah, I haven't been. Uh, it's, it's like the leeches. I it, for the longest time I never got a, a leech. Never touched me, but we'll see. I gotta. Well, I'm. You know, like the, I'll send you down there. You can go have <laughs> yeah, a leech stuck say, on you. I've, uh, I've not or spent too much time down there lately. <laughs> yeah. Not looking forward to that. Uh, all right, uh, so let's move on to threads and tweets. Now, Reddit user Holy Shack says, Charge nodes still broken on Aberration and writes, Nothing has been fixed for the charge nodes. They still do not charge when out of render. Small amount actually works, keeping batteries and then will keep them offline for days. And Jet did reply to this saying, We've got a programmer looking into it at the moment. And later on, he goes on to say, I'm guessing this is respawning. If so, we've got an engineer working on that issue too, and the issue being. Uh, resources are still respawning after teleportation. So, yeah, that issue is still ongoing for those of you who rely on the charge nodes. And then, Daxian G Mal87 as has the procedural arc feature been abandoned? And he writes, Mostly there was talk of plans of adding things like Swamp Bion as mentioned by Jet, but I haven't heard any discussion about PG arc for about a year now. And... 
Jed says, it's not something we're presently working on. It took quite a lot of technical work and manpower to put together, and we feel that there are other things we can focus on, which is ultimately more beneficial and utilized by our player base as a whole. Not to say that we won't come back to it, but for now, we want to work on and tackle other things. You know, A I wise think, decision. Yeah, no, I think that is a good decision, and that was one of my criticisms of Wildcard early on, is I think they were kind of getting distracted by going too many different directions. Mm-hmm. Um, I do, I mean, I, I'm kind of balancing that with the fact that I like the fact that they're trying to innovate. It's just, I think they had a lot on their plate that should get worked on before they start trying to do those really cool side yeah. projects. Well, you know, a user went after or, you know, talked to, uh, approach jets, you know, talking about them doing shoddy work and not following through. And, you know, he just replied saying, it's fair to say we're an ambitious team and we want to push our creativity to the limits. We carry out a lot of experimental features, underwater bases, slash procedural generated maps. Of course, we want to make them as good as we can, but sometimes we fall short and don't always get the execution right. We recognize that, which is why, after we've given something a shot, sometimes it's fair to pull back and realize that there are better things we could be focusing on to better the quality of the game. That doesn't mean that we've given up on the idea completely. In fact, we may realize there are now better ways to do it, and we'll hit it back at another time. Hence, our recent focus on going back and targeting the older creatures in our TLC effort. The studio is much more equipped to deliver higher quality, and the more we grow and learn, the better it'll get. Cool. Reasonable response at that? Yeah. Can't complain about it. Though, uh, I wish they'd tighten their focus in the early access days when they were just shooting off all over the place. Yeah, still waiting for, uh, what was the arc where you play as the animals? Oh, um... See, we don't even remember. That's how, that's how, like, well yeah, the game. Yeah, I can't remember what it was called now. We And a lot of people were excited for that. Well, they were. I mean, I think a lot of it's just the pressure to show something new at the conferences. Mm-hmm, yeah. yeah. All right, uh, let's move on. Now, Jen on Twitter was asked about... When will Wildcard open the transfer to Aberration? And Jen replied, It's not really on our radar right now, as a large majority of the player base is enjoying it as is. I'd say that's a signal it's going to be a while. Mm-hmm. I think a lot of people are pretty happy with that. Yeah, the Wildcard devs have been rather consistent in their answer when it comes to the issue of transfers opening up in Aberration. It seems like we won't have to see that happen for you know, a long time, if at all, actually. You know what? I'll, I'm gonna say this. Um, last last Friday, uh, no, last Saturday, because I had a thing preventing me from being. Yeah, I I I, uh, I had a big uh, big update for the server, ready to roll out. Announcements all made, telling everybody when I was gonna do it and everything. And then I had to delay it for eight hours. <laughs> In my case, it was simply because I was not at home. Yeah. Um, and there's, you know, one man team for, for me, but, um, and I was just, you know, pressing a few buttons. I thought it was taking so much longer than it was. And I, I love the hosting site that, uh, Hank picked for our servers, uh, arc.iso. If anybody's looking for a private server host, Mm -hmm. their, their interface for admin functions is self-explanatory. It is Mm -hmm. so user-friendly. It's great. Anyway, and your so, uh, and the servers are called Gaming Addicts, right? Yeah, our servers are called Gaming Addicts. Um, I'm gonna have to remember to put through the Discord uh, Discord link to put aside the other in case anybody wants uh, wants to because we have 
we're not just an ARC server. We we do all kinds of games, especially uh, PUBG is insanely popular in our Discord. Mm -hmm. To the point where I'm probably going to have to buy it. <laughs> Peer pressure gets to be The point was of bringing this up, though. The big update I rolled out was to add a bunch of new dinosaurs to the server. And it has been amazingly well received by our players. It, it's... The the dinos that are, some of the dinos were even a surprise to me that uh, I, I was a little bit concerned like the Therizino and um, the effect that the Thylaco would have on the usefulness of the Ravager. Mm -hmm. um, all all in all, I mean we've got uh, two dozen uh, or no dozen and a half. It's going to be two dozen at the end of the month uh, critters, although I haven't convinced my, uh, my players to let me add the moth in yet. They're all still very much <laughs> no flyers at all. But the moth would be perfect for aberration. I'm saying this. Every time I make the case though, Knight jumps in and accuses me of being you. Oh, brother. Knight just, just hates just aberration say, you know, because he can't again, fight. He's allowed to be right. <laughs> but it just it goes to show there are things that they could add. I mean, I wouldn't want them to. Yeah, you know, I wouldn't want well, people to be able to bring in their bloodlines. We've got the gorilla coming into aberration, I believe, because that's going to be yes, able the to. The gorilla and the bear, actually. Yeah. Um, I only know this because uh, there were because right before I added the mo the mod, I had to make a note to tell people don't. I'm I'm not remove. I figured out how to remove dinosaurs, obviously, because I removed the flyers, so mm -hmm. I could have removed the gorilla. Frankly, I was already late, and I didn't want to have to, you know, write another line of code. <laughs> um, so, uh, I just left it in there, told people don't bother taming it. Uh, hopefully the 18th will be seeing, you know, the official ones, and the bears are coming in. I found out the mm -hmm. bear because the guy specifically, the, mod, the dev mod for more aberration creatures, uh, specifically put a note that he was removing his uh, work on the Dire Bear, which is going to be the next his next update, because they're coming officially. Yep. And I'm looking forward to it. But uh, mm -hmm. it, it, what the, my, my point is, I mean, on the on the transfers, right now, you can transfer in gear, right? Or is it no, just you can like, okay. uh, Aberration Dinos, you can transfer in and out. Okay, so, I mean... And you can transfer gear off of Aberration, but you can't transfer it back on. That's weird that they let you transfer aberration dinosaurs on and off, but not gear. Mm. But I honestly think, uh, well, the problem is how do you, uh, it, there are a lot of dinosaurs you could bring into the map that wouldn't be horribly uh, broken. Obviously, no flyers, and um, well, to be entirely honest, I would not want to try and maneuver a freaking Rex through that map. <laughs> oh, let alone a Bronto. Yeah. But, um... Just the uh, the sheer number of critters that could be there and actually don't really break up the map. Um, it surprised me. Like, mm -hmm. you just, we just had someone new join, and um, we were telling them about all the trouble of getting a garden going, and, and they just went out and found it, and there was literally, uh, they logged in the second day, and there's a fire me outside of their house. Oh, well, never mind about the trouble of getting your garden going. Um, for us, we had late day going to the mushroom to poop himself to death. Yeah, that was fun. <laughs> he was our Fiomia. I just used my uh, I just used my S plus collector and tamed a whole bunch of shoulder pets. <laughs> uh, let's move on because speaking of dinos and the TLC, somebody asked where's the the uh, Parasaur update. Jen simply replied. Don't tell Ellen. Don't tell anyone I told you, but it's on the to-do list. Hey, wonder what they're gonna do. 
be interesting. Uh, I'm hoping. Who was it uh, that uh, mentioned something about them? Their sounding. Uh, that was county. Solo. Uh, I think he said it last week or the week before. Yeah, yeah. I really like the idea of them being like a an alarm, a warning. Because mm-hmm. there's so many things that you can hear from obnoxious distances away that they need to fix. But that should be something that should be, because it is. Yeah, definitely. All right, thinking of uh, speaking of things of fixing, I breed bagels. Wrote a Reddit thread titled "Starting a Fix the Art Community," and this person writes, "What do you guys think about starting a community of modders, programmers, players to fix the state of the game?" I myself am a modern programmer, and I can confidently say that players would rather have a playable working game than new content that's released before it's finished. The developers clearly don't listen to their community very much, as every thread, comment, or video mentions something about bugs or something that needs to change about the game. The game borders on something awesome, but there's just a few things keeping it from that status that the developers just don't seem to care to fix. So I was thinking, instead of making mods to add to the game, waiting for the devs to fix the actual game, why don't we as a modding community do it? I wanted to see what you guys thought about starting a project like this. Pull, pull together and create a community where we could take the complaints that the loyal players have and try to fix them. Instead of releasing paid content, let's fix what we have. From balancing to much needed work on the current build system, there's plenty to fix. So I guess what I'm asking is, would anybody be interested in a project like this? I've been thinking about starting this by myself, but realized that there are a lot of players and modders out there who probably feel the same way. So I thought I would reach out to them. What do you guys think? Well, I think the answer is yes, but I think you'd really need Wildcard to be on board with it. And here's why. Mm-hmm. Um, another project I, I closely follow with a game is Space Engineers. And one yeah. of the things that they did that was interesting, you know, they continued to develop their game and they continued to release updates for it. In fact, they just did a major graphics update last week. But they also open sourced their source code so the community can check in uh, fixes and then the developers can selectively accept certain fixes or reject them. Mm-hmm. And I, I just thought that was brilliant. So to date, the community has actually fixed and cleaned up a lot of stuff. Yeah. Uh, but okay. in order to do that, they got to open source their code. I see basically three problems. The one is actually the already been addressed specifically. The second, something project like this works great for um, Bethesda games because contrary to his opening premise, the, the fact is... Um, players are willing to accept a certain amount of broken game. Yeah, I was also going to challenge this premise that uh, most people don't like new content because I think the charts and the sales numbers show that that's not really the case. Yeah. As much um, as we hate to admit it. The, 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 the people that are already hooked, you're going to make really happy by fixing the broken game. Mm. Um, you're not going to bring in anyone new by fixing the broken game. And you are only going to bring back so many players that left by fixing the broken game. Right, but you run, but the benefit is that you get your established player base to keep playing the game longer. Yeah, but I mean, if you already have a strong enough established player base that you can afford what uh, that that your new players make up for uh, that your new players just from Steam sales make up the attrition rate, mm-hmm. you're you're doing pretty good, and the new content will bring back people from all three categories. Yeah, check it out. So. The fact there is, Wildcard's always going to be more focused on this, but the problem is with why this couldn't work, whereas, say, like, Bethesda's... Every time Bethesda releases one of their open-world games, you know, Fallout or, uh, or uh, you know, um, Elder Scrolls, one of the first things that happens is 
one particular mod making team uh, whose name escapes me, and I, I feel so bad because I would like I, I'm sub to all of their mods for both for both uh, series. Um, do mm. the, the unofficial hotfix program, and you'd be amazed how many other modders will just work off of their starting point because they fix so much, and it works great simply because the game has reached a point where it's not likely that any of this stuff is going to get fixed. Therefore, the fix that you already wrote might, I mean, it might overlap, it might come in ancillary, it might, um, depending, when you're making those kind of sweeping patch changes, the bigger the underlying change that later gets made to the base game that causes incompatibility, the more problematic it is to go back and fix the mod and return it to compatibility. So mm. a big, wide-reaching mod like he's talking about, some big, massive change to the build system makes it work perfectly. Wattcar could make one tiny little change, and him and his team could spend two weeks looking for the three lines of code they need to fix. <laughs> it's, it's the kind of thing that is the reason you pay software engineers money to do this job. Yep. Yeah, that's my other comment I was going to make when they said that, you know, there's just some things Wildcard refuses to fix, and I think we should consider the possibility they may not be able to. I've certainly run into certain bugs that I've looked at and said, like, wow, that's going to take six months to fix. F it. We'll just live with it. <laughs> um, that there was, a, there was a game, another game I play, uh, the Total War series, when they released mm -hmm. Warhammer, uh, the, the, the second portion of the Warhammer trilogy. And the Noskins weren't in the uh, the combined map mode that they had promised uh, for a big thing, which has its own technical problems because it's it's like trying to over mod a strategy game. And anybody that played a strategy game knows what I mean when you try and make the map ten times bigger than the game as engine was designed to handle. <laughs> On top of that, basically, a lot of uh, video game developers, ever since the modding thing became common. They actually design their expansion packs more like mods than, you know, plugins to the game that are, you know, hard-coded in. So, when you realize you did that, you screwed up a lot of things. They're still fixing the uh, uh, the, the, the Norskins because they realized it would take them less time to just put the models and textures aside, keep those because they're fine, then rewrite every other line of code for the entire faction. Oof. It would just be more time efficient to... I mean, it was a big expansion pack. It was one of the few that was worth the 20 bucks they charged for their expansion packs. Mm -hmm. So it was a big, big project. And to realize it's going to be, it's going to be more time effective to just to do the idiot solution and wipe the board clean. Yeah. yeah. That is, I mean, nobody likes that kind of solution, but sometimes... It's the only option. If you, if, you, if you had a bad piece of code and you built way too much on it, there's no fixing it without pulling the rest of the, well, the, rest of the, uh, the dependent code down. Mm -hmm. And you've got to just scrap it all and start over again. And that's never quick. Indeed. Now, uh, let's move on, because Dan the Scribe has a That third... was uncomfortably close to me defending Wildcard, wasn't it? <laughs> Careful, I feel Rico. really dirty right now. <laughs> uh, Dan the Scribe has a third regarding the Extinction DLC and regarding the creatures there, and he writes, I was thinking about the creatures that would be in Extinction, considering it's not on an arc. 
it wouldn't make story sense for there to be arc mutated creatures on the planet since it's, you know, not an arc. But then it got me thinking. From a development point of view, and for the sake of not having to create an entirely new set of elements and creatures, essentially Arc 2.0, the Arc creatures could be included by having the extinction event caused by an Arc crashing into the planet, unleashing Arc creatures onto the surface, perhaps by way of a still-function obelisk, assuming the obelisks have anything to do with controlling creature populations, as mentioned in the Explorer notes. Well... Okay, we know that the cloning facilities are actually inside of the rock structure of the Ark itself. Mm-hmm. Um, which is odd, given the size of the... Never mind, I've ranted about that in enough other episodes. Move <laughs> on, we have other crap to talk about. Okay, um, the thing is, when you wake up after the cutscene, you're in an Ark. The planet's dead. Um, the Arcs in orbit are likely because there's only... So many places, uh, I mean, they probably tried building arcs down on the planet and realized, eh, there's no real difference between building them down here and up there. So there very well could be actual arcs on mm-hmm. Earth's surface, and we could just get shunted into one of them. They'd probably be the oldest arcs. They'd probably be the proto-arcs. The creatures there might be weird because, you know, the first few generations of your attempting to clone a creature that's been dead for a hundred million years and no one knows exactly what it looks like. It's probably going to come out a little bit... Well, remember that video from when they showed, uh, 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 from when No Man's Sky was coming out, that right after it was released, they had that video of the initial trailer and it had the Jurassic Park music and then the kazoo starts playing and it shows a creature from the actual game and it's all derpy, weird, inverted. Mm-hmm. Yep. You know, we can end up weir- running to weird, like, amal- uh, you know, amalgams of parts of one creature arranged incorrectly. I mean, I'm, I'm hoping this is... I mean, it's unlikely it'll be, because this is way, way too awesome for the Arctos to do. But I'm hoping <laughs> for some seriously, like, you know, Cthulhu-inspired monstrous horrors on Earth's surface. Also hoping we can actually venture outside of the Ark into that... I'm not sure if it was a dead sea or dead industrial park, but I live for exploration games and that kind of stuff. Like it's my before, favorite thing. Like I said before in another in a previous episode, love it to be in New York. Hmm. Well, I remember when I went Crisis about, three. Remember when I ranted <laughs> about uh, uh, the, the what it takes to dry up a planet? Mm-hmm. Yep. Yeah, there's not going to be a New York left. You wouldn't be able to see the. Uh, it, it would take maybe 200 <laughs> years before the city vanished after people stopped. I know. I know. And, Stop taking my dream away from me. Hey, hundreds of thousands of years since humans probably abandoned the planet because it was just too old. <laughs> what if there's still humans on the planet? Well, we are an amazingly adaptable species, but given what you see when you, at the end of that uh, thing, I mean, also, oh, um, we could use there that mod. is also the thing that human homo, homo sapiens are listed as extinct. Yeah, that's true, that's true. What's that mod called where, like, there's primitive people? Oh, the oh, AI um, uh, NPCs? Yeah. Yeah, that, that mod, that mod is weird. <laughs> they will build things that can't actually be built. Bush people. It's the Bush people mod. Yeah. We should, we should go to a post-apocalyptic <laughs> Earth with the Bush people mod. Yeah. We'll right, um, super mutants and building structures that aren't, are, are not structurally sound in any way, shape, or form. <laughs> no, wait, that's 40k orcs, not for, uh, not follow. Well, they're about the same thing. Never mind. So, um, along the, on the lore kind of thing, uh, Wildcard, uh, community manager Wildcard from Wildcard, Eli, responded to the thread saying, From a lore perspective, you have to understand that tech is not on the same level as overseer technology 
Diana and the people of her tribe came from a future that have tech armor for military applications, yet are unfamiliar with the Overseer and the accompanying, accompanying ARC technology, have to make use of a crude, larger system to replicate the ARC's transporter systems. And this was just people asking on the thread whether the uh, whether Extinction are gonna, is going to have tech-like creatures like the minions of Overseer and things like that, and this is what he was responding to. Oh yeah, kinda... I mean, have you ever paused the game and taken a good look at the uh, at the droid uh, knockoffs? Mm-hmm. There, there's organic components to that. I mean, it is it is a hybrid of what appears to be some kind of living metal and semi-organic components mixed with probably some kind of silicon-based materials. Yeah, I, I think it's an interesting little insight. Um, I, I think it's plausible. Well, just to point out, I mean, what he just said is basically what I've been saying every time I talk about the lore from this uh, expansion and why it kind of annoys me. Not because it's not good bad, good lore. I love the lore from this. It's because the lore was written when they were still going to go with these ideas for how they were implemented in the game, and then they changed them, so now the lore doesn't work. <laughs> and I am just autistic enough that that bothers the crap out of me. <laughs> Indeed. Uh, speaking of things that'll bother us, uh, a T member was blatantly using aimbots, and uh, clips of it were posted online uh, on Reddit. It was Extremification who p- shared them, and what it was was a gentleman was using a riot shield to get close up to the aimbotter, and every time he removed the shield, the aimbotter would start shooting, and it was always in the head, in the head. And he was wearing some good flak gear, so the flak helmet was keeping him alive barely. So, yeah, blatant aimbotting on kind of T, and that resulted in them being dev-wiped, though there was no mention of it on Reddit, but I've been hearing that they did get dev-wiped on, I think, server 205. I'm not too sure on that score. But uh, also another is dealing with the A-Team tribe, who uh, utilized the squid and C4, putting a, placing C4 in one of the squid's tentacles, then pushing it through a cave mesh, to blow up the turrets inside the cave. Ah, that old trick. Yeah, I thought they had patched that out a while back, but I guess it was still working. Now, uh, before we move on to patch notes, we're going to go back to um, last week's episode where we got to see the future and upcoming patch notes for the TLC that's coming along with the TLC in fe- on February 18th. Well, they've added some new things, such as remove the ability to place Y and uh, to place plant Y and bear traps while riding in a dino. They've reduced the Titan, or they're going to reduce the Titan walk speed by 5% and run speed by 20%. So could this mean that the Titan being permanently tameable is actually going to be a thing now? Do it. <laughs> well, all the nerfs they're having to make, I mean, and the fact that I doubt we're going to be able to put turrets on it. So, I mean, you cannot make it into a base. I'm almost like, well, what is the... Yeah, if you cannot make it a full-fledged base with turrets, then you're wasting your time. Now, uh, other notes or other additions they made to this was Dire Bear Honey now increased to three times, corrected Bigfoot socket for Desert Google goggle headgear. Uh, The tribe log will now display when people have been kicked, promoted, demoted, claim, unclaim, upload, and download a creature. So yes, can't wait for that to be implemented. Players are automatically expelled from tribes when they die in hardcore. Large underwater rock features on the island can now be built on. Hmm. Wait, 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 what? Yeah. 
Because we, oh man, they used to drive me crazy because I'd, that I'd we like couldn't to. build on those, and we always wanted to. Yeah, that's cool. You know, I'm betting this is because of uh, the part of the new addition to the Ragnarok map. There's a huge area of like just barely submerged islands in the southeast mm -hmm. that are just, I mean, it's like, I want to build there. I don't know what, but I want to build there. And I, I, I never on Ragnarok anymore. <laughs> no one, no one from our server is. Everybody's over on Aberration. Yeah. Well, that's cool. Uh, moving on, general AI option for dinos to only attack conscious targets this is no longer restricted to the Titan Boa. Mm. Providing players with the option to flip their tribe log so that they can either select to have the most recent messages at the time. Finally, yeah. Oh my God, yes. <laughs> uh, torches will work similarly to flame arrows versus plant-wide traps. Uh, you'll be able to distinguish the sound effect for smoke grenades and poison grenades when hitting the ground. That would be That's a good nice. idea. Yes. Reduced tech tier vacuum crafting requirements. Increase their damage resistance and made it so that metal hatch frames are snappable to them. Basilisks now damage foliage or movement to prevent them from getting stuck in trees, and the accuracy of the poison shot has been improved. I thought the accuracy was pretty good already. And then um, they gave more details on creative mode and said, Creative mode built-in and admin command, which you can trigger on yourself or another player, which removes weight restrictions, crafting requirements, and unlocks all the engrams allowing you to freely craft items to your heart's content, and you must rely to disable the effect. So this isn't going to be on the official service. This is more of a solo or unofficial server kind of thing. Um, did anybody think it would be otherwise? Well, when they said creative mode for building, I was hoping that we'd be, for placing structures down, we could plan it all out or something. Oh, you mean like a wireframe? Mm -hmm. Um, you know, the funny part is, um... Once again, uh, the, the guy from S Plus figured out a way to uh, do that with his yeah. uh, dynamic. Uh, I think I might have mentioned these and then trailed off before finishing the thought last week. Uh, the dynamic uh, gates. I I have a gate on one of my bases that's um, three squares wide and uh, four tall. <laughs> um, I I can fit, and it, I can fit all of the stuff that can't fit through a normal dino gate through it, and it's barely bigger than a normal dino gate. Yep. It's the coolest thing ever, but it starts by basically being you place it down, and it's a sort of a placeholder that tells you, because you have to select what it's going to be made of, et cetera, et cetera, then the size, and it'll tell you what materials you need to bring over and deposit into the wireframe, and it builds it. <laughs> and it's, a, it, it's, it's exactly how they do the building in... Um, what was the name of the game? Um, so you, you crash plane, sun kidnapped by cannibal monsters that live under the island. <laughs> Bunch of us played it. Uh, um, God, I, the forest. There we go. Ah, it's how the their building system works. It, it's it's brilliant. You you basically blueprint your entire everything. Nice. Okay, uh, the final note that was added so far was reduced cloning costs by approximately 40% across the board. So people might be cloning their dinos more now. Yeah, it's pretty, I mean, timely, seeing as how I think we talked about that last week, right? Cloning not uh -huh. being worth it. Oh, yeah. But, uh, of course, for listeners out there, this is for February 18th, along with the TLC pass. And not all of this might be included. They might have to push some of this back, because there's a lot going on right now. And uh, let's move on to patch notes, 276.44. 
fix the client render and crash associated with certain maps. In 276.46, power nodes will now recharge during stasis. I don't know if that's been fixed properly yet. They fixed the case where foliage would not replicate properly, typically involving large bases and teleporting. Fixed the case when ascending, there was a chance to lose characters that had been uploaded to the cloud. I bet. Mm -hmm. Fixed an exploit which allowed players to get through structures and maps. Fixed a weapon exploit. Implemented a character limit in chat, 256 characters. Fixed the case where characters would fall to be located slash downloaded when transferring through the official server network resulted in lost characters. 276.48. Fixed disconnect issue on Ragnarok. And fixed a character transfer issue in 276.493. Fixed an issue with character transfers on official servers that may have caused characters to be duplicated when transferring. And then 276.5. Fixed dino attached C4 to not apply damage if it explodes or mesh. So they quickly dealt with the TUSO. Fixed TUSO to not be able to damage through world geometry. Fixed zipline crossbow shot not working properly on dedicated servers. Now, uh... Today, Wait, what was that last one? That last one? Yeah, that woke him up. <laughs> they fixed the zipline crossbow shot not working properly on dedicated servers. There were some uh, complaints on Reddit that people were having trouble using the zipline properly. They would shoot one side, but it wouldn't let them shoot the other. To yeah, set them I've up. had a few of those issues. I was just hoping they'd... Uh, I, I think I know what the problem is with their grappling hooks on Aberration. The only reason I'm not eager to fix them is... I have this rule about mods that I picked up from my old days of modding Skyrim. You never can remove everything. Mm -hmm. So don't expect to be able to remove anything once you've added it. <laughs> so I think I know how to fix one of the problems we have that could cause our server to crash. Mm -hmm. I'm not sure I want to fix it because it would mean there'd be grappling hooks on the server. And potential junk code left over on the server that could be problematic mm -hmm. all right so every week we record on tuesday nights and tuesday morning we woke up there was a an eight gigabyte plus patch for the game that was unannounced that had just been rolled out by wildcard for the pc and this is patch 277 and with it there was no details except for a message from wildcard which reads hey survivors Recently, we have identified a critical exploit in our game that has existed since August 2015. The exploit is known, known and utilized by the PC, primarily official, player base for quite some time. Today's major version update will resolve the vulnerability and address the issue going forward. We're sorry for the inconvenience with the unexpected major update to version 277, but trust us when we say that the patch needed to happen immediately. Fortunately, we were able to look into those taking advantage of the exploit. Unfortunately, what became apparent is multiple megatribes across multiple servers were taking advantage of it. Under normal circumstances, such an, an, such an exploit would deem a global tribe wipe and a comprehensive ban for all players involved from our official network, as well as battle eye protected servers. On this occasion, we have decided that we will be providing a one-time amnesty to everyone involved. This means that no one will be banned or wiped, as the impact of the action would have been too wide-scale and have a significant effect on our official servers. For those who took advantage of the exploit, whether your motivations were malicious or to put yourself on even grounds, it ends now with a chance of redemption. Please note that this is just a one-time situation, and in the future, we will continue to be heavy-handed versus those who have been proven to play unfairly. We know that this decision may come as a surprise, 
However, we believe it is the best move to make for the health of the game and our official servers. We will be continuing to monitor our servers for cheaters and are currently invested in additional external and internal technical solutions to those playing unfairly and we will do our best to ensure that the ARC remains a fair and competitive environment. Thank you, Studio Wildcard. That was a lot of words to not tell us what the problem was. I, know, I was going to say, the obvious question is, what was it? Out of all the things we know about, what was it? I, well, I, okay, I, from I mean, their we language, should... I can... I, uh, well, I can oh, hold on, things. hold on. Before you guys one, go any further... It's not just Magic Tribes. Well, 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 there was one more thing. This was from Jet saying, I know you're all curious about the exploit. However, you should know that we're still investigating the extent of this exploit and what else more is capable as we understand it, there should not be any cases where it's still achievable, and we fully believe it's entirely taken care of. However, it'll be put through its paces with extensive testing and login on the live servers to be sure, and because of this, we are not going to provide any specific details. I know that is a little frustrating, but I hope you can understand our reasoning for doing so. Okay, I'll Google it. <laughs> okay, well, here's the thing. It has, to, it has to be, you know, if it was just the Mega Tribes, you know what? The game could actually survive the loss of them. Most of them would just buy a new account anyways. We know that. Mm -hmm. So there's no reason they'd hold back in that case. That means this has to be something that, like, single-server alphas are doing too. This has to be something that's so common that someone who hasn't been playing since, the, uh, since, the, since it was first identified, because obviously, if they would normally ban us for this, this has to be something that we were aware of existing. It has to be something we know what it is. And it has to be something that was so widespread, anyone who joined after it was first made aware that this is an exploit and will get you banned, like, new players could come in, learn the trick, and never know about it being an exploit. I think, I mean, that's that's what this sounds like to me, what, the, what this exploit would be. I mean, water babies um, would be something that would fit the bill. But that was taken care of months ago oh good point um stasis so, baby in general that was taken care of at the same time all right <laughs> forgot about that entirely so obviously mission would be the kids. first thing that came, comes to my mind uh aim button i mean the the question is what requires an eight gigabyte an patch I, yeah. that's why i think it's mesh i don't know but you can't you can't fix Undermeshing. You can only patch a bunch of holes. Maybe they got their hand. I mean, they could have gotten their hands on like some of the mega tribes. They keep logs of everything. They keep you know document archives that make uh, uh, that uh, you know some of their leaders will have a computer folder that'll look like an Intel dossier from the CIA. I mean, if they got if somebody you know sent them a list of undermesh entry points, a, you know a huge list of them, I, I could see it being that. Mm -hmm. Well, I mean, so you've got things such as players' bodies that have been logged out for more than three days can hold infinite weight and be dragged around. You know, the body bag glitch. Oh, maybe it's that. It's not. I ch somebody I know checked. <laughs> <laughs> um, I don't know. It's crazy because there, there are the dev spawn recipes that might still be out there, but that wouldn't require an eight yeah. gigabyte. Yeah, you know what? Patch. All the theories get blown away by the fact that it's eight gigs. So, right. I guess we'll, so, we'll find um, out. One redditor made a comment, and this was quickly deleted, but I was able to take a screenshot of, shot of it, and said, "The Arc devs are, is lying to everyone during this matter. A uh, majority of Arc didn't use this exploit at all, but among few of the tribes that had access to it, some of the biggest tribes is listed. 
The exploit is about testers, among others, having access to admin commands on official servers, which basically has made it possible for tribes to spawn in items, god mode, ghost mode, open vaults without knowing the pin code, among others. It's basically Legacy 2.0. Yeah, it sounds a little conspiracy theory to me, though. Well, you know, I remember can buy it was the last couple week hundred week megabyte before. patch, but eight gigs. I mean, I've heard accusations that testers can do admin commands. I, I have heard that, mm-hmm. but uh, yeah, eight gigs. I, I've heard a tester make that claim before, but as standard, just because someone admits, I, I don't even believe when someone admits something to me. So you know, I still have to get. I still have to. Oh, I still like to verify it. Hmm. Um, the pin code bypass is definitely viable because we had, there was a, a thread on Reddit just a couple weeks ago where we discussed uh, somebody was able to just punch through and not have to, yeah, brute force into the vaults that were pin coded. Once again, there's those BPs still floating around, but I can't see an 8 gigabyte patch fixing that issue. So, yeah, I'm really dying to know what this exploit was. And if I'm able to figure it out, well... We'll certainly talk about it and let you guys know. Now, let's move on to the silencer being silenced. And now this is in response to recently that it was going to be said that the silencer change will not be coming to officials. That's disappointing. Well, that's pretty much, I mean, we were talking about how could they balance it. And I guess they're just going to balance it by avoiding the problem altogether. Mm-hmm. See, but right it- now, silencers are essentially useless. Mm-hmm. So, the the problem is that uh, the majority of players were crying about on Reddit that this is would benefit the aim botters and it would just be crazy. And I'm thinking to myself, I I don't care about the aim botters. That's wildcard's problem. I want this for official because this would change the PvP meta quite a bit. This gives solo and small tribes the ability to strike back. And yes, uh, I have one person telling me that. Well, if that happens, you know, the Mega Tribes and the Alpha Tribes, they're just going to wipe the servers if they have anybody playing on them. And all I can say is, well, that's most of them. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Most tribes... I do believe I also immediately followed up with, but that's not like they don't do that already, so... (laughs) So, um, my suggestion was, well, bring the silencer change to officials, but revert the C4 back to showing who used it in the tribe logs. Hmm. I don't know where this is. I there are certain types of weapons that one of the main reasons to actually use them is the fact that they grant a certain amount of anonymity to them. Like that mm-hmm. is their like in the military, that is their strategic function. The ability yeah. for a sniper to and I mean obviously we, in the game you render distance, but you know a silent uh, a sniper rifle at a long enough distance is essentially silent already. <laughs> That's what makes it such a terrifying weapon. That's why you can one one sniper, but you know, back in World War II, there's all these stories that are actually very documented, of especially in Finland, of 150 snipers holding back the entire Russian line by themselves, mm-hmm. yeah, because the infantry were just too afraid to poke their heads out. Um, good sniper suppression in the game can keep an entire base suppressed. And the ability to strike back against the uh, a stronger opponent, guerrilla style. I mean, that's just amazing. Mm-hmm. There are a lot of weapons that really shouldn't give away who killed you. Yep, agreed. Though, um, bringing up the the 
main reason why a lot of people didn't want this to happen on officials was because of aimbotters. Uh, let's go back to the previous topic where Wildcard is given a general amnesty to everyone. And if it's as widespread as they said it was, something should have been done. They should have done something. That's why I said I don't think this is um, the kind of exploit they're making it out to be. I think this is something more mundane to the point where there must it, it must be to the point that there were people doing it who didn't even know it was a glitch. They mm-hmm. just thought it was this cool little meta trick. Maybe, but the effect that it's had with the community overall, not going well because they're saying, yeah, a lot of mega tribes, and they put those in quotations, or utilize this whether it's to even the playing field or just to be ornery, but rather than at, at the very least dev wipe the tribes, you know, for a fact have done it. Imagine do that this something. was going to end up affecting somewhere around 40% of the tribes on the, on well, the game. I'll, I'll tell you why they so can't what? do it. Cause they don't know everyone that's done it. So they'll end up banning like 25% of the people that did whatever this was. And for all we know, we've done it. You know, we still don't know what mm-hmm. it is. Um, but they're not going to handle the 75% of the people that got away with it. And to me, that's inherently unfair. Mm-hmm. But this kind of makes, officially makes the new servers, the legacy servers now. Didn't I, didn't mean, I, didn't I say that? Same problem's going to just come over? Oh, yeah. Something be any different? Give it three, and four months? I gave it six months. You gave it three months. And I'm pretty sure from everything we've been hearing over the past couple of months, it didn't take more than a month for it to revert back to legacy conditions. I do believe I thought I was being overly generous, but I didn't want, uh, but, but I really, I mean, I didn't expect them to be that incompetent. I mean, mm-hmm. I, I'm, I like to, you know, shit talk them. Sorry. That's but, right. um, no, oh, I just apologized. I haven't done that in like six months. I, I literally, I, I, I stopped doing that a long time ago. I just like <laughs> express regret. <sighs> There's a whole philosophical thing that I'm not going to go into. Um, Careful, Rico, but, you might be, be being human. Oh, I already figured that out a long time ago. <laughs> um, uh, and that just completely derailed me. <laughs> okay. I make a lot of jokes about them being incompetent, but obviously these these guys basically built a studio to make this game. Yeah. It, th- this game has become such a major factor in certain people's lives that we, we, we started talking about it like nerds on the internet once a week. <laughs> I can't give them... I mean... I can't say that they don't actually have skill. They just have no managerial skill. Yeah. Well, they were starting to build up, regain some traction with the community over the past month. You know, the TLC yeah, that's patch like wrangling and, cats, though. And all the patches that they were doing that were finally dealing with some of the issues that have been around for a while. But this really has set them back. I mean, just like when they announced that the Legacy Service would have no customer support, they're essentially giving announced that they're giving car blanche to future exploits and cheaters that the majority of players are going to cheat well we're not going to wipe you or do anything about it we're just going to patch it up and then let you go it's not a cheat though they said it very beginning right just to patch an exploit and and he, let's not and let's be honest we always drew distinctions between it you know what's a cheat and what's an exploit mm-hmm. exploit is plain dirty cheating is well as that's i've admitted once dirty. i think i'm the only person in the tribe that's crossed that line mm-hmm but exploits, I, I can't think of a single member of our tribe that didn't cross that line at least once uh, for mm-hmm. something. Yeah, Icky farming on a quetzal. Mm-hmm. I mean, we've all but crossed one or two though exploit with lines. that, the devs so, were aware of it. They didn't have a problem with it, and they did take steps. Uh, 
over the, they a took year. steps to patch it, but didn't not ban to patch it, but it. to curb we, it. I wouldn't say to patch it, but and to curb we it. We also knew about ones that were borderline that this could qualify under. You know, this particular example they gave, this could qualify under that, but it's not mm. explicit. And you know, it is the pro tip of the month. Yeah, and I think it's going to be something like that. It's some kind of exploit along those lines where. At a certain point, not everyone's even going to realize that it's, a, you know, illegal exploit. They might just, hey, pro tip. Mm-hmm. So, you know, uh, we're, I really honestly think that's what it's going to be. And that makes, oh, I always say they have horrible PR. And this would be an example of their horrible PR of them trying to, I think they were trying to seem magnanimous because of how many people it would exploit. About to make a real world politics analogy, and I'm just not going to. But the point is, it's never a good idea to try and look magnanimous when there's nothing to be magnanimous over. Right. So, um, Sox put up a, a thread. It's titled, Welp, Wildcard just flushed the respect I was regaining down the drain. And he write, wrote, Refusing to ban cheaters because it's too large a portion of the player base, really? This is some BS, and why I don't play official PvP? I really want to play official PvP, but refuse to play a game that comes down to who cheats more. This, and if you're concerned about your server population, you need to realize the Mega Tribes are the ones who are inherently oppressive. Driving players out, taking over entire servers, being massive douches, doxing and DDoS and other players. Hashtag ban the cheaters. I as much know as I would they like are. to take a hardcore thing with, him, uh, with them... I really think that the problem is that they int- they started out talking about an exploit, and then towards the end of these announcement, they used the word cheater, and you cannot conflate those because cheater instantly puts people in the minds of wall hacks, aim bots, you know mm-hmm. that kind of stuff. Whereas an exploit is well, what about the exploit using a uh, hiding behind a body and pushing it towards the turret? Right. What about the exploit of those? custom recipes in the cooking pot where you could use turn azul berries into full stacks of raw metal ore wait what i didn't know about that one that's one there are degrees to exploits just for reference what about (laughs) the exploit with the cooking pot where you could paint any color you wanted (laughs) i definitely use that one i have no regrets same here that's that was a minor one and that wasn't game-breaking. It wasn't going to affect that's the, the game. That's why one of the things that I really don't like about the way they worded their policy regarding exploits is there's a lot of stuff that... I mean, exploits run the gambit from wonky code turning azelberries into metal to unrefined code that lets you paint anything you put in a cooking pot. Mm-hmm. They're, they're both a type of exploit, but... There, there's an obvious difference in, um, I would put it on the order of, you know, the difference between 1 and uh, 10 to the 15th power. <laughs> so, KeckLion123 brought up a good, uh, good point, saying that uh, PUBG banned 1 million cheaters, and in ARC they've become the top streamer, and he writes, 1,044,000 PUBG accounts were banned alone in January for hacks, and using illegal reshades slash INI configurations. In ARC, you are a beach bob if you don't abuse and bugs or glitches. Twitch streamers. Yeah. Or even hacks. Very competitive PvP environment. 
If you still think you're better than your enemy because you have more skill, I guess you're living in a parallel universe. I've said it before, I'll say it again. Ark is not a PvP game, it's an offline raiding game. <laughs> with some light PvP elements. With PvP, when you're, it, you happen to not time your attack right and the enemy is there. Um, this is funny. By This was posted by Chia Card. And it's a picture where it says, There was no exploit fix in the patch. Wildcard is just reading player speculation to look for unreported exploits. <laughs> that's, that's pretty good. <laughs> you know, as weird as that, that is, I have seen game, uh, game programmers put out basically a patch that was literally, they just copied a few gigabytes of the game, patched it back in, making no changes whatsoever, I've seen that in a few online games. Granted, mm -hmm. those were back in the days of, you know, peer-to-peer -peer connecting, but there were hundreds of megabytes for patches, not gigabytes. But, you know, mm -hmm. I've seen that done before. It's It might sound crazy, but if you know there's a bunch of exploits out there that you need to fix and no one's talking and you're not getting the, you know, you're... you're Basically, your bounty, you know, if they if they suddenly found themselves going from, you know, getting 100 uh, tips to 10 a week or something, I could see mm -hmm. them doing something crazy. Indeed. Man, just never underestimate the creativity of exploiters. Yeah. I, I used to laugh at the idea that people could pull your IP address off of an ARC game because it's server-client, not peer-to-peer, -peer, but people are clever. Not, it's not, well, it's made just, so I easy mean, because of third-party programs. We, we, well, we had a there, there was a day that somebody was making uh, some guy was coming in and making claims about being a hacker or something, and I'm not going to name names, but a member of our tribe said I can trace his IP and see if he's this person that I thought he was, and I told her to do it, and we confirmed that the person was played for the same IP address as one of our other enemies who had made a similar threat previous. So, I mean, now granted, I'm the kind of guy that. That's what I use that kind of information for. There are other people who use it to try and threaten people, and mm -hmm. regardless of what you call that, it's being a douche. Yeah. I used it to verify that that somebody who I thought might be an, uh, uh, another enemy was another enemy, and then we erased the IP address. We got the information we needed. We didn't need that anymore. Yeah. But we the used past to life. Him. The past life. I learned uh, long ago not to be threatening in a video. Well, I was never really threatening, but. <laughs> I, I got in a, a kind of a... I think we were playing to tell you, okay, just to reveal a little bit about how long I've been doing this. Uh, Age of Empires. Mm -hmm. And at some point, um, I was yelling at my teammate who wasn't pulling his weight, and he's yelling back and escalated, escalated, turned into him threatening me. Eventually, I just disconnected. And next thing you know, about an hour later, uh, the university IT uh, folks were calling me up because they said I was sending all kinds of spam off of my computer. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So I after that point, because he was threatening to like, yeah, I'm gonna hack your, <laughs> dude. I'm gonna hack, sorry, I'm gonna hack your stuff, and uh, I'm like, yeah, whatever, dude. Yep. So I found a long time ago, never, uh, never pick fights on the internet that you can't uh, finish. Oh, I never learned that lesson. I love picking fights. Well, not picking fights per se, but I love trash talking. Just some guys, you can't help but they they'll try and be a fake alpha male, and it's like, really, dude. See, there's a reason that uh, for certain, because of certain things uh, that that I do in my real life, um, I have burn phones. Mm-hmm. I, I I have burner phones. It's not for anything illegal, but uh, you, you know, there, your there's safety. certain things that 
Yeah, I, I mean, I, I've, I've gotten an arm broken over this stuff, so uh, yeah. I, I've been doxxed in this game, and if if someone wanted to really hurt me, and I had had some of this stuff connected, oh my god, they could have, uh, they could have screwed my life over in mm. ways I, I am not comfortable talking about. <laughs> Yeah, um, I think it's time to move away from this topic and move on to the main topic of the week, and that's offense versus defense. Is there a balance? Now, no. we know that the turret nerf is coming February 18th to the rest of the maps. It's already on Aberration, implemented on Aberration, where it's 100 turrets per 33, 34 foundation zone. And obviously that's going to have a huge, huge effect on the PvP meta as it stands. And Walkart is already planning to make some changes. We, if you listen, or you should listen to last week's where we went over the TLC preview and also the patch notes, and you'll see that a lot, or I think actually all of the tank and dinos are getting, you know, substantial nerfs to their HP and HP per levels. But I don't think that's enough. And so the question is going into the turret patch, prior to the turret patch, was it ever balanced? I think it was never balanced at all. Uh, no, it wasn't you know, balanced there's at this, all. Uh, there's a thing about uh, technological development in warfare that's pretty much held true forever. Mm -hmm. Defensive tech takes a lot less time to beat than uh, than uh, than it does to than beating the offensive tech. Like yeah. coming out uh, uh, the the gun issued in a good 400-year period of basically armor being useless in b before somebody figured out how to how to how to weave armor uh, against it yeah. so you know it, this is the, it, it's one of the most extreme examples in history of it but there are examples of it all over the place um the uh the the the, the war uh the hundred years war uh the naval side of it Towards the end, when when the French uh, came uh, came up with some new methods of uh, ribbing their ships, suddenly mm. the cannons the British used didn't work. weren't effective. It's normal for offense to have long-standing, massive ben uh, uh, benefits over defense mm. until some major paradigm shift happens, and video games are not. Where where you find paradigm shifts like that, you just find general replications of natural law, and natural law is it's a lot easier to break something than it is to make something. Right. So when I say that offense versus defense is imbalanced, I'm talking obviously about offline. Yeah. Defenses. Yeah, when for sure. you've got defenders and they know what they're doing, chances are pretty good that they can hold back a defender force. The the only reason that the defenders will lose is that the, the opposing force is slot cap in the server, which we did talk about in a previous episode, or that these it's a mega tribe that can continue hitting them 24 seven while the defenders do not have the resources or the manpower to continue the fight 24 seven. Eventually they lose. Or there's the, there's also the, the difference between a, a rate uh, people whose experience in combat is Rating mm -hmm. versus people whose experience in combat is warfare. Yes, if you're yeah, used to fighting people say. online. You're, I mean, it's it's two we, different we styles. Have, that described. So, and, and Ark is really mostly about one of them. I mean, 
It's one of the reasons why we had so many people willing to help us fight in our wars because it no, was no. real combat. Yeah, but I'd be willing to bet that the vast majority of fighting in this game is one or two guys hitting an empty base. Mm-hmm. That's got to be the vast majority. I oh, think yeah. if they we'll fix that, that's, the, that's it. I, and I don't want them to stop that. I don't want them to make that not be a thing because I think that could be fun. But if they should make it so that the cost of raiding is exceedingly higher than the cost of building the defenses to defend against that. The problem mm-hmm. is the man hours it takes to build a reasonably secure base is insane compared to the amount of man hours it takes to raid right through that base and destroy yeah. it completely. And I think the way you fix that are some of the things that we've already talked about, you know, with more creative gun types, more creative ammo types, maybe higher ammo capacities, more hit points. I mean, just beef up the defending uh, weapons. Because, you know, you watch these PvP videos and these Twitch uh, players that are absolute pros at this game, and they don't even, I mean, it's it's piece of cake to get through almost all defenses, particularly mm-hmm. if they're a well-equipped tribe. So if they're, if they're two guys that are just griefing a server, sometimes it's two guys, but those two guys are coming from a tribe that's got, like, hundreds of stegos and, you know, gigas and whatever, and they'll just keep pulling them down. So you should make it expensive. It shouldn't just take one or two stegos to take out... A base defense it should take a lot and and more importantly it should take a lot of time i'm not necessarily saying that you know turrets wipe out a stego in just a couple of minutes i'm saying like it'll wipe out a stego but maybe it takes a long enough amount of time to where their time is taken up and the defenders have a chance to ca- uh, hop on and catch them in the act because at the end of the day defenses are about buying you time because mm-hmm. i don't think any defense is really going to hold anybody out completely who really wants in but I think a good defense can buy you enough time to where one of your tribe mates hops on, sees it going down, can call for backup. Yep. Yeah, as as you bring up, massive investment in defenses and structures to try and protect what you've got and quickly overcome by offline raiders, but also can be taken over quickly and overrun by the experienced players or the massive mega tribes. But... Or I even will... just a group of players that may n- might not necessarily know the tricks, but they're dedicated and mm-hmm. they have the resources to keep like... going. They might not get. The, it might take them a while to get there, but they'll get there. I mean, I will say that a good defense will probably um, dissuade eighty percent of the player base from really wasting time on you. Mm-hmm. But there's that twenty percent. But anybody who's actually coming there to wipe you. Oh, that's a whole I different. Mean... Yeah, that's a different level, though. So. The 100 turret is a, a major change in for the PvP meta. And to offset it somewhat, they introduced the heavy turret, which does three to four times more damage. The, the problem is with that is that the heavy turret is locked behind the level 100 requirement. Should Wildcard bring that down to at least five levels higher than the turret itself, the original turret, so that the smaller and the... Smaller and medium tribes have a chance to utilize these heavier turrets because a lot of these tribes are players that don't have the ability to get to level 100 quickly or know the tricks of getting to level 100 quickly. Well, I would argue that those tribes don't necessarily need it, though. Really? Well, because I I would think that if you're that kind of tribe, you're in a pretty compact base. Mm -hmm. Well... I know I, it, it's I, not that I'm saying that they wouldn't benefit from it because I think they would. I'm just saying that if you want to grow in power, grow in power. So look at our you know, situation; I, like they were in a small area, small base, and it's we're trying to get to bristle with turrets as much as possible, including heavy turrets. I guess I was thinking smaller than that. Okay, you know, this is why I like S, the the S plus turret solution 
-hmm. most of those turrets are just available at the same level as the regular turret because they're not just it's not just i consume more ammo and do more damage yeah it's i that's like when the when you turn the difficulty up one step and all it does is give the enemy extra hit points or <laughs> or give you a damage penalty that's not, that's not really that's just you know handicaps that's not a different thing yeah not sure what the word is there my brain's starting to fail you know, at, at the very least, we know Wildcard is now considering the repercussions of the 100 turret limit and the February, the notes of the February 18 patch reflects that in many ways, but it doesn't seem to be enough in my point. Um, one thing we talked about when the 100 turret limit was originally announced, uh, Plan X's, they need a major buff if people are going to risk a slot that could be reserved for a turret or a heavy turret. For Plan X. Yeah, actually, um, once again, uh, modding, I actually have a mod that, uh, stronger Plant X seats. Mm-hmm. They're, uh, the, the, the dots, like, half again as long, um, not the dot, the, uh, the blind effect, um, and the slow. Well, it's not really much of a slow anymore. Remember back when it used to, like, you get pushed off a mountain by an offense mm -hmm. plants? Yep. I miss those days. That was how we <laughs> took the server. Bronto comes through the door, suddenly gets pinned in the middle of a gate frame because there's just so many plant axes just <laughs> hammering it. It cannot move. Yeah, I will say one of the things that gives defenders, well, offenders as well, but defenders a real good boost in protecting their bases against attackers when they're online to defend, the Z-Fruit. Yeah, it's fun at least. It's fun, but it's very critical because it gets you to quickly unhorse or unmount or dismount the riders on the Parasurs and the Brontos that are protected by the, the one-by-ones built on their platform saddles. Um, any of the tanking dinos, you can quickly get them off so that you, if they're trying to drain your turrets, the turrets will kill the riders automatically or instantly, pretty much. I mean, they're a huge game-changer in the in for the defending side. Shame they're so happy. You know, another mm -hmm. thing I'd like to address... Uh, it's speaking of defending because we've been talking a lot about turrets and, and weapons but what about the dinosaurs yes it drives me crazy that unmanned bases full of dinosaurs are basically gonna all die mm -hmm. it just I, I really wish they were better at defending their their home turf no matter what you put the ai commands to either that's the worst part of it yeah yeah it's either yeah it's all passive because you don't want them to be kited away or it's uh they're all neutral and they all get kited away <laughs> Yeah. Well, um, so they... S, S plus has a thing that somewhat can help with this. It's called a the hitch. Basically, yeah. prevents the dinosaur from physically moving at all. But if you if you have something that has an AOE with knockback and you hitch it in the, roughly the middle of your courtyard, it can it can uh it, it can uh, defend some area pretty well. Of course, it's a giant freaking target. But so we 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 saw a while back the turret mode was enabled or implemented for quite a few of the dinos and there's still some dinos in the game such as the thorny dragon which doesn't have the turret mode but should and these are dinos that can help you know make it harder for offline raiders but the turret mode doesn't seem to be that effective that or people just aren't using those dinos effectively to protect their base yeah i mean you have the spiders with their improved weapon attack where they'll spit it out and either root somebody in place or significantly slow them down the centipede spit 
devastates armor, though, but it's really limited, and it's very slow, so easy to avoid. The Thorny Dragon has its barbs that'll shoot, cause some damage, but also do a torpor effect, but unless the spray is con completely concentrated, it won't knock somebody out with one hit. Um, the Rock Golems obviously have their turret mode, and they can will throw a boulder at somebody, but you know they're very large, so if you're a small tribe, you're not going to have a lot of space to utilize golems or rock elementals. Obviously, we got the Prolovias, but those are one-hit stunners. Unrelated. Dismounters. Well, wouldn't it be awesome if, like, deep in the bottom of the of the element of the rad zones are actually rock elementals down there? <laughs> that would be pretty cool. I, I I honestly think those those would fit with a map fairly well, oddly enough. And you, mm -hmm. I I railed against the fantasy creatures, but somehow that sits right in my head. Yeah. You know, the more I sit and think about Anyways, this... Anyways, butterfly trails, you were saying. <laughs> I, 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 the more I sit and think about this, the more I think that you can, there's different levels of defense versus offense. And mm -hmm. going back to this... I, I, my brain keeps going back to the smaller time uh, defense. I think that's a little bit more fun. I wish there were more traps. I love the uh, alarms that they came out with. Um, yes. The the narc grenade traps, um, the IEDs. I'd like to see more of that. Things you can so, use your base for that will yeah. make it more of a haunted fun house, I guess. <laughs> well, people don't utilize them, but also the IEDs and the po poison tra well, maybe just the IEDs, they used to be able it used to be where you could just place them anywhere, but then they were um, restricted to placing them on your own foundations or your own structures, which I found very annoying. Hmm. That'd be but fun I, to place I IEDs. I remember putting an IED on someone else's doorstep yeah, once because exactly. I really didn't <laughs> like them. Yep. Now, these are things that I think Wildcard should go back to to the drawing board with to make them more effective. Yeah, I mean, back on our OS8 days, you, you guys saw me on Iceberg where I was combining groups of dinos for protecting the base while I was offline just to keep it alive as long as possible. I had... Um, what I would do was weigh down um, a thorny dragon, have it on aggressive, high range, so in theory use its um, range attack with a bunch of vultures or morphodons or small flying creatures on following the thorny dragon and attacking its same target. You know, little things and, like that I was trying to come up with. And I think those are good things. I really do. I just think that they aren't as effective at the end of the day as they should be. Yes. Because I thought those were amazing ideas. I wish they worked a little bit better. The the dino AI needs to be improved. The There's so much that needs to be done if, for them to, in my mind, be really good. I'll give I you mean, a minor example. Uh, when, we, uh, when we were fighting that little battle... And things are starting to go south. We actually rigged the entire base with uh, narc grenades mm -hmm. or narc traps, which I thought was <laughs> hilarious. I, it was really cool because I'm like, oh man, they, as they're coming through here, they're going to keep getting knocked out. The problem was, as we were running around the base, we kept sending off our own narc traps. Exactly, and that's one of the things that needs to be changed. They, they need to make it so that allies cannot set those. Things yes, off. it's not realistic, but it's something that needs to be done. But um, yeah, so. One other, another aspect we should look at: siege weapons, catapults, cannons, Ooh, ballistas. Yeah, that'd be cool. So, I mean, they kind of have some of that, right? With a cannon, put it on the back of a parasaur or parasaurotherium. Mm -hmm. But you know, people don't do that because it's not really that effective. And that's what it comes down to: like, make it 
make it a more viable technique. Mm-hmm. Make dino raiding with dinos with catapults on their back. Like the thing you want, at least I want, uh, more of a uh, of a thing people would do. Because right now no one's doing it because at the end of the day it looks good on the box that art, end, but it's yeah. not really that practical. That and you look at the minigun turret and nobody utilizes that too much for defendants. We, we've come across where they have pretty decent effect. But the problem is that for all these siege weapons, the person on it is so exposed to sniper fire. Yeah. You know, there's always some designs we toyed with to make them less exposed, but you're always sacrificing a shooting range. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Man, I'd like to see a good cannon Quetzal again. <laughs> I never did make my uh, make a Quetzal that had a giant uh, black flag on the top of it and just a bunch of cannons on both sides. Oh, I made a Brano that did that. It wasn't very effective. <laughs> <laughs> it was a it, it was a Brano with a big building on its back and cannons on either side of it. Mm-hmm. I was pretty uh, happy with it just because I thought it was cool, but it wasn't very useful at all, to be honest. Indeed. Um, so, I think we talked about this a long time ago, but what about structures in general? Does the health need to be increased, or should the C4, C4's effectiveness be decreased to what it was prior to what, I think it was the 30% damage increase nerf, or increase buff a while back, when they nerfed the rocket launchers so that there would be no quality rocket launchers anymore? You know... Rather than tweak the damage, I'd almost like to see an increase in the cost. Mm. You know, m- make it so that you know crafting maybe it, maybe it takes five C four to knock down a wall, but those C four are like insanely expensive. Right. Because right now it's pretty cheap, in my opinion. Satchel charges. It is a satchel for... charge weapon that's much much more uh, effective, but much more expensive. Right. Or and maybe like when you're holding it, you can only carry one of them, and it actually adds a model to the outside of it, like, uh, to, to, like on your hip that can be shot. Oh, hey, I like that. <laughs> so, but um, if, I'm, I'm talking about the satchel charge would be big enough to actually like blow through like a wall, and then the wall on the other side of the foundation behind it. You know, satchel right. charges are anti-bunker weapons. They're big boom. You know what I have yet to test is having a ton of Pelovias and making a landmine, a minefield out of them, placing one C4 on each one, burying them, putting them on aggressive, and then jumping out at somebody and blowing up. That seems remarkably we, awesome and expensive totally all at once. That. I need but to see if that It's worth works. the humor. It's worth the humor. We should do it. <laughs> <laughs> you know, these are things I try to think of for fighting. Uh, we're trying to utilize bees on turret towers to see if maybe we can use them to automatically attack tank and dinos to dismount the riders as much as possible. And I'm hoping it works, though. Once again, the AI, dino AI, I'm not too happy with, so... We still need to do some testing on that. But on um, the saddles, durability, it's in the game now. It should be a thing. Saddle durability should be implemented for the, the these fights now. I maintain what they need to do is they need to add a barding slot to the, uh, to the thing. That's what the durability matters for. Durability mm-hmm. breaks, you can still ride the dinosaur, but you ain't got no armor anymore. Yeah. But what about... So, 
I brought up the I just as just bringing up the idea of a polluvial minefield. What about landmines in general? Should this be something that could be put into the game? Because yes. I love using IEDs to set up traps and have people run into me, but the problem is that was taken away so that we could only put them on our own foundations. But yeah, you said yeah for the landmine landmines. So I'll accept oh, yeah. them. I'll accept the idea, but only if they have that mechanic they always use in the movies where you step on it and it clicks, and if you don't move, you don't blow up. Mm-hmm. And then you could, like, maybe your buddies could, like, try to rescue you somehow. Yeah. What about different kinds of barricades? We've, we've got wooden spike walls. We've got spiked walls. People utilize the um, fence foundations for barricades, but maybe some kind of new barricade? Yeah. In, in fact, just looking at the spike uh, barricades right now. I'm a little paranoid about using them because of how I've seen them be used by... Uh, to get up close to the turrets. Uh-huh. Mm-hmm. uh-huh. Yep. So if they were invisible to turret fire, which I think is the easy fix, yeah, yeah, I'd, I'd use spikes more. What about an an AA gun for flyers? Well, I think that's what the minigun could be. Eh, but it's not really ideal for taking out fast flyers or small flyers. It's great for going after a Quetzal now that they move like a Bronto. Well, I mean, it moves fast. It's just the, the, the shooting accuracy, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, I don't use the... I never use a minigun unless it's a large target. I, I don't waste it on the small targets like that. That's what for snipers to deal with. And speaking of snipers, what about the long neck? Does that need to be a boost? Does the reload need to be faster or slightly faster? I think you... that uh, it actually should get a, a, a more marked damage bonus than the other. Because at this point, it's a big game rifle. And when I say big game rifle, don't think modern big game rifles. Think like the heyday of the uh, British African Safari mm-hmm. big game rifle. I mean, that thing should... That thing literally is the thing you pull. Uh, yeah, you can, put a, uh, you can empty a clip into a Rex and put it down nice and fast, but... Two or three well-placed shots from a long neck should be able to do the exact same job. Yeah. Yeah, I agree. Hit point boost, but not a reload Wild, speed boost. Wild, obviously. Wild Rex is what I meant. Indeed. Um, I love the long neck, though, so I'm a little biased I towards do it. I do, too. It just I'd love to see all stronger. of the primitive end firearms get a, bit, get a bigger damage bonus. Because, I mean, first of all, a double-barrel breech-loading shotgun, I need to be able to go full Mad Max on, uh, on a... For that thing, okay. Yeah, I just do. <laughs> and the revolver, other than the fact that I mean, why they picked a reminds me of old U.S. Navy revolver rather than a, a something you'd actually see someone you know use. Yeah. So we had a discussion on uh, our Discord channel prior to the recording, and um, you know Drake Vanders. Uh, gave us some what he thought was good uh, shotguns for now are in a pretty good spot and I agree because they got that uh, buff uh, I think a month ago and they're pretty good right now in terms of damage and what they can do but he did bring up the assault rifle thinking that that needs to be worked on and made better though yeah, that thing is the caveat is shooter. Yeah. though the caveat to this is that the assault rifle is the usually the preferred weapon for aimbotters if they're not using a fab sniper. Yeah, I would think it'd be pretty easy to write a line of code that watches for an assault rifle managing to score 10 direct hits on a human uh, on a it human is. head in a row. It is, and they <laughs> should do it. You know, 
one of the things I appreciated about somebody the gets other... banned because they shoot their uh, their unconscious teammate in the face one day. So, so there's no kill log in Ark, right? There's no like, and I, sometimes I think there should be like a Counter Strike style thing that kind of shows up in the corner. Um, one of the things you can see on like a game like Planet Side Two is the complete kill log is posted on the website, and looking through that kill log, it's pretty obvious who's you know aimbotting. Yeah. When there's like a hundred kills to the same three people to the head. But going back to a, a previous comment um, with the assault rifle, I, I think the assault rifle could be a little bit better, a, a more widely used AA weapon. In fact, when we had some really uh, OP blueprints for those things, we talked about having them prepped for uh, Quetzal raids on our base. Mm-hmm. But, you know, the cone of accuracy needs to be tightened up a little bit if people are going to actually use them. Yeah. Come to think of it, I can't think of a single raid on us that we were online for that someone was using assault rifles. <laughs> other than other than the aimbotter. <laughs> that hit us that one time. Um I remember there was a day that uh there was a raid uh there was a one of our allies was on our Scorched Earth server. They were actually moving off and they got sort of got caught with their pants down by some raiders. And uh Spark and me were out, out there trying to help them and uh I was bringing over one of our brand new pterodons, the the really good ones from the line we just finished, where we basically just pumped their melee because everything else was fine. Mm-hmm. And uh, I, I got that thing over there, and uh, uh, me two dra- uh, me two dragons chasing around a couple of guys on ter- uh, pterodons for a good while until the uh, one of the pterodons had, uh, uh, landed and. It scared off uh, our allies dragon with a really accurate burst from a uh, from an assault rifle. I don't I don't think he was aimbotting. I think he just got the drop on the guy. Um, then me and another one, uh, me and the uh, other Terradon rider managed to somehow dismount each other. Um, I picked him and he promptly whipped me. <laughs> and that's how I fell in love with the uh, uh, compound bow because that's what I happened to have on me when. I landed just outside of the water, nearly dead. He landed in the water, but got attacked by a Capra. <laughs> Comes out, we're both nearly dead, and I drew first. Get back <laughs> on my Pterodon, get back up, tearing after the other guy, and I, he 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 managed to break a couple pieces of armor, and we were playing peekaboo around a couple of rocks until I finally got behind him and put an arrow in his head. <laughs> Yeah, I, I'm useless with guns usually uh, in, in arc, but you give me a give me a compound bow and I can do some damage. And I think I always hated those things because they were so expensive. <laughs> so, what about the consumables like shadow steak, battle sartar, focal chili? You know, these are all used for fighting as well. Should these be changed, adjusted, taken out? Yeah, I mean, I like shadow steak. The only thing I want changed with that is get rid of the. Uh, the night vision it gives you, but that's because I use the I up my gamma during the night, so that's the well, reason why. Pff, hit the plus key now. I mean, <laughs> I got to take the gamma out. But uh, I I I, li- I like the idea of recipe uh, buffs in general. I think it's kind of cool if you're preparing for battle, you can cook up some things to give you some buffs. Mm-hmm. But you know, again, it it tends to I think aid the attackers more than anything else. Especially beer, that's a, a favorite thing to use for the PvEers out there, aka offline raiders. And that brings up another question of mine. 
should player movement be, speed be capped again? Yes. Or nerfed again? Because we already got yes. nerfed once. Nerf it. Nerf it into the ground. So what I would mean, be a good cap? Ridiculous. 150 movement speed? 170 movement speed? Um, Maybe 150-ish. Okay. And I, and I know people that rely on movement speed for rating are just reeling at that comment, but I think it looks ridiculous. I think it makes, with the tick rate of the server, I don't think it's practical uh, to shoot people moving that fast, because I think the way the server process is framed, they're basically just skipping around in 3D space. Mm-hmm. Um, I'd like to see it reduced a little bit more. Yeah. I've always been in favor of nerfing movement speed more. So, I have no more to add to that. I, I've just always been in favor of that. <laughs> so let's go back to the turrets. A knockback. Can we have some kind of a knockback for either the Plan X or the regular turret or the heavy turret? One of these. I was going to say, for all of them. For all of them. If you're getting shot by a giant bullet, I would think that would push you back a little bit. I mean, mm. am I wrong? No. I completely agree. There, there's just it feels like there's so much that Walker still needs to do with this impending turret limit coming up that should have been worked on over the past two years. Because you know a lot of stock is put into the official servers on the PvP aspect of the game, but they don't really try to balance things out for the most part or tweak things unless it's something that is glaringly obvious for some reason. Or that they finally took a month out of their schedule to say, okay, let's take a look at the PvP meta and see what we need to change or tweak. Hmm. Yeah, well, that's that's wild card for you right there. Yeah, uh, there's so much more we could probably discuss, but I think we're going to end it there. And for you listeners, let us know if you think that uh, the game or, or offense versus defense is balanced. It's not. <laughs> with the turret being implemented. Oh, oh! There's one thing I wanted to uh, mention, just because I'm a big fan of uh, tossing grenades and running away. Mm. Um, so I was uh, checking out the gaming page of a political commentator I listen to on YouTube. Um, one Sargon of a cod. I'd like to call him out for being a pussy about aberration. <laughs> I haven't seen that one. Yeah, in his most recent video, he talked about restarting his uh, private server and hiring a uh, and. Well, appointing one of his friends to be the official manager of it because he's starting to do these uh, tours and stuff to to uh, uh, stupid political stuff. But um, it's like well, we were going to try uh, aberration, but nobody see, uh, seems to like it. Yeah, that's because you play with pussies. <laughs> something, well, something, him, private server joke there, but I'm gonna let it send go. Send him our way. We'll we'll give him a hand. <laughs> you know, as far as I know, his server is uh, uh is open. Although I think it is mostly official rules, and they're on some new weird map. Um, like uh, it, it looked really different. I, I to be honest, I want to find out what the map was because it looked pretty cool. But all right, uh, so listeners, once again, the question is: Do you think that the offense versus defense will be balanced for the upcoming turret limit? Provide your answers in the comment section, or give us your answer in our Discord channel. I'll provide an invite to the channel in the comment section if you would like to chat with us or hang out. Because it is time to close out episode 75 of the Archaeologist Podcast. Thank you to our participants this week and thank you for listening to us on YouTube. If you have enjoyed this week's episode, feel free to like and share this video and subscribe to the channel. You can also leave comments or questions for us in the comment section below. Goodbye and stay alive, survivors.
There's a car in orbit. I'm just saying. 